Well, hello, hello, everybody. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring yours truly, S. Anthony Thomas. This is episode number 194. Listen closely, and then you'll find out what I have got in store. <laughs> See, four and store rhyme. <laughs> well, I just want to say, hey, guys, you guys have been really, really good to me, man. Uh, last week's episode did extremely well. Why? Because my beautiful bastards know how to take care of King Bastard. And that would be me. Ahaha. Now, I got that name King Bastard from at Cordy Mendoza because, quite frankly, I'm the king of my beautiful bastards. Yeah, that's right. And who are my beautiful bastards? Oh, that would be you. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming back for episode 194. I'm going to give a special shout out, of course. You know, without 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 further ado, I got to give a special shout out to, of course, uh, at Twitter Hero on uh, on Twitter, one of my top all time top bastards. And it's at Twitter Hero, but it's only got one T. Why? Because he had six T's and a guy walking around with six T's is just going to get harassed. So he just decided to put in one T. Also, the Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks podcast, In Session Film podcast, the Naked Porch podcast. Learn how to eat good tuna hoagies, Ray. That's right. I said it. And, uh, you know, I just want to say uh, I uh, I started using the hashtag uh, hashtag hashtag. Did I just say hashtag? That kind of sounds dirty, doesn't it? I meant hashtag using the hashtag hashtag Podern family. And I found some pretty good podcasts inside of the Pottern family hashtag. And I use the Pottern family hashtag. So if you want to find some good podcasts, check that hashtag out. Hashtag Pottern family. But do it after you listen to my podcast, you bastards. Yeah, that's right. I said it. So this is episode number 194. Are you ready to hear me talk about stupid crap for a approximately an hour yes we are oh wow apparently i just awoken the pattern family and they all seem to sound like one guy with a high voice that's right that's all of us wait a minute would you like to talk to my beautiful bastards hey what's going on hey how you doing who are you i'm the pattern family hashtag really well i'm thousands of beautiful bastards wow well why you guys get cool get together and while you two people who actually do exist and are not just me making the same high voice twice, pretending to talk between each other because it would really be me making that voice. <laughs> are you guys ready for episode number 194? you damn right we are. Yes, we are. Wow. Okay, well, here we go. Roll that theme song now. Go. All right, my friends, let me talk to you about something. I had a discussion with one of my buddies, and my thing is, my theory is, and I, and I tend not to be jealous of what other people are doing or having, mainly because I don't give a crap. Not that I don't want anything good to happen to other people. I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone else's dreams to be fulfilled. I want whatever you want to, that will make you feel happy yourself. I want you to have that, and that is the truth. But I'm not going to look at you be happy having something and be jealous about it. I drive a Toyota Camry. I Where I am right now, there's about six or seven dudes 
dudes that drive through the neighborhood driving Tesla Model S's. Yes, the world famous Tesla Model S's. I don't live in a rich neighborhood, but about eight blocks away is the beginning of a rich neighborhood. So they drive through the neighborhood all the time. And I see literally six to ten Tesla Model S's a week milling around. And I would love to be able to drive a Tesla Model X because I think it's a wonderful technology and all of that crap. But am I but when I stick the key into my ignition and turn it the toyota cameo it starts up every time that's right like clockwork works perfectly it gets me from point a to point b the heating works the cooling works the radio works and the seats work all of that crap so my car works and i'm glad i got it yeah that's right because not just any human being can handle and deserves the mighty toyota camry but I don't look at somebody else in the Tesla going, I really, with that guy, I'm jealous of him. I wish I had his car that bad. I can admire his car from afar or her car from afar and say, that's pretty cool because I can't afford that car right now. But I can't afford the mighty Toyota Camry. And I'm happy driving the mighty Toyota Camry. So I'm not jealous and sitting there pining away. But he's one of those guys that always pines away. He'll have something that's great right in front of him and pine away for some other crap. And then I got to sit there at the bar hanging out with him or something. And I got to listen to this punk whose life is pretty damn good whining about crap he can't have when the crap he has is good crap. Shut up, punk, is what I'm thinking. But I'm a nice guy on the outside. While he's whining like a punk, I'm very compassionate. Yeah, man, yeah. But like I said, in my mind, I'm thinking, shut up, punk. Yeah, that's right. But sometimes he'll be sitting there talking about somebody else's life and assuming that the other person is happy and assuming that everything is all hunky-dory with the other person. And it's not always the case. You know, we're sitting there and there's a good looking guy there. You know, I mean, he's no S. Anthony, but then again, who is? <laughs> Shut up. And this guy is always, every time he comes into the place, he's always got another delicious woman with him. Okay, not every single time, but enough that you would notice that just when you remember the last time ogling this delicious woman that he's walking by and looking and going, look at that woman over there, good in your mind, because ladies, that's what guys do in their minds when we look at your butts and your boobs and your everything else. On the outside, we have a look on our face like, that's a very lovely lady. But inside our brains, we go, I'll put some stuff on them, put the whipped cream on that and lick that and squeeze on that and jump on that. I won't do stuff. That's what's going on in our mind. That is exactly that. Those exact sounds are what's going on in our mind. It's not just me making wacky sounds to make a point. That literally is exactly what goes on in every man's mind. When we see any body part on any woman, we want to jump on top of also known as all women that we see back to what I was saying. So this guy walks in and he always has different yummy women with him. And my buddy's always like, look at that guy's life. He's got to jump on top of all these women. He get on up and get all up in them and jump all up on them and squeeze them and slurp them and squeeze that and jump on that and squeeze that. And I'm going, dude, you have a girlfriend. Yeah, I know that. But this guy get all the different women. He jumps on top and squeeze and get on and get up in that and put it in and jump on top and go, ah, jump on top of the woman and go, ah, and all of that crap. And I'm going, first of all, why are you speaking exactly like I speak? Normally, that's the way that I sound. And he goes, because you're telling the story. And I went, oh, that's right. <laughs> that part didn't happen. But he always does look at these women and, and, and drool over it and wish he was that guy. That guy's life is great, man. 
He's got the guy. I, I, that guy's just. He's look. I I want to be happy like that guy. I want to have that guy. We want to be happy like that guy. That guy. That guy. What about you? Not me. Him. Not me. Him. Him. Not me. But me. Not me. But him. And I'm going, you know, you don't even you don't know how happy the guy actually is. You don't really know anything about the guy. You're just assuming he's happy because you see him and he's smiling and he's got a beautiful woman with him. And that's all you see. All you just imagine, you imagine that he's just going to walk home, jump into an expensive car, immediately be home in seven minutes and spend 23 hours a day inside that woman's body going, Duh, ha, ha, or, you know, and then he jumps up and then money flies out of his ceiling and then that woman walks out and tags another woman who's equally beautiful who jumps in the bed with him and he jumps on top of her and goes oh, and then it's just a complete cycle of that until the next time he walks into this sports bar and then he goes hi how you doing you know what happened to me don't you know what happened well i went here i was went home in seven minutes i was on top of this woman going oh, hi, hi. and then she tagged another woman and another woman came and jumped on top of me and i jumped on top of her and money flew out of the ceiling and then i came back here that's literally all i do 24 7 there's no uh, unhappiness i never run across traffic i never have a rip in my in my clothes i never have to go to the bathroom i don't do anything everything is perfect even if i ball up a piece of paper and throw it across the room and the trash can is in the basement somehow it'll bounce off the wall in some specific configuration and land directly into the trash can because i have absolutely no problems ever i don't even know what a bathroom is I don't even have to shave. My hair knows better than to come out of my face because I want to remain clean shaven and everything I do works out exactly perfectly. <laughs> That's what my friend thinks happens for that guy. But if you really think about it, no one is perfect and no one is that happy on a regular basis. It just doesn't work. Don't let your friend's Facebook pages fool you. First of all, I know a whole bunch of my friends on Facebook personally, and I see the pictures on Facebook, and I know damn well your punk asses aren't living like that. I know what the other 23 hours and 59 minutes and 50, 59 seconds of your life is like with your punk asses and everybody. You're not all sitting there with a mimosa standing around a bonfire and high-fiving each other. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. And you're not always at some kind of party and dancing and all of that crap. I know what the rest of your punk ass life is like so cut it out why don't you put a picture on facebook about that time you came home and your dog shit on your couch where's that picture oh you don't want that on facebook why is that oh that's right because you're so happy <laughs> no you're not how about that time you bent over to fix your tire in the rain your pants split and people drove by telling you that your balls were hanging out and they were like hey tiny balls and you're going hey shut up it's cold and rainy and they're like it doesn't matter your balls are still tiny how come you don't have that picture on facebook okay you'd have to blur out the balls but you get the point you're not fooling me punks <laughs> we always envy other people's happiness man you, you don't know how happy that guy is you have no idea how happy that guy is you know, with the with the beautiful women. You know how happy that guy is who's driving the expensive car. You don't know how happy that person is. If you really think about it, when you tell people about things that are good about yourself, and in this particular case, I'm talking about you, whoever is listening to me right now. That's right, you. You got the earphones in. You, I'm talking to you specifically, unless you're a stalker, in which case I'm talking to the collective. Please don't hunt me down and, you know, try to tie me down and pour food on me and stuff. Unless you're a hot woman, in which case I will give you the address and supply the food and the genitals. <laughs> this got weird again, didn't it? Back to what I was saying.
But what I'm saying is you don't have to, you know, when you see these people, everybody embellishes things. Everybody puts on their best foot when they come out. When you're walking around your house and you know you're not going outside, you don't brush your teeth, do you? No, you don't. You know what you do? You know how you brush your teeth when you know that no one's coming over? You don't have to go to work. You're not going out. You brush your teeth the way everybody else on the planet brushes their teeth. You go to the refrigerator, you find the Pepsi you didn't finish the night before, and you drink it. Bang! Breath is fresh and teeth are brushed, you nasty mouth bastards. You know you do it. You know you don't brush your teeth when you're not going outside, you phony bastard. And if you're listening to this in the car, and I know some of you have written to me and say, hey, we listen to you in the car on the way to work. I know you're all looking at each other like, I love S. Anthony, but he's crazy. I always brush my teeth. No, you don't, you fake bastards. You know you don't. We all embellish everything to make it look good. That guy that my friend was was jealous of with the hot baby. He always comes in in a new suit. And his woman always comes in in one of them tight-ass dresses. And every woman always comes in them tight-ass dresses. And then women were awesome. That woman doesn't always dress like that. And he does not always wear a suit with a stupid-ass cot and a stupid freaking crap hanging out of his shirt pocket with the stupid money clip crap he does not act like that all the time he's doing that to show off he's doing that to make himself look better and make himself look happier we always look at other people and assume that when the stuff that they're presenting to us is the real thing and we wind up being jealous of that we wind up being jealous of that women get jealous when they see a uh, see some movie star on uh, on a red carpet or in some stupid magazine when you know damn well they photoshopped the crap out of those people and those punk ass magazines and i know for a personal fact because when i lived in los angeles i, I had a friend i'm not going to mention any names i have a friend who has a friend who was a producer of certain awards programs and we used to hang out with him and he was laughing and joking about how the women would look at rehearsal for certain things and how they spent all this money getting made up and sometimes they would actually show up and he didn't even know who the fuck they were when they showed up without who the hell that's who what and he didn't know who they were when they showed up. Yeah, I said it. So they're, present, they're presenting something and you sit there longing for that. And when you can't be that, when they can't even be that. So you can't be sitting there worrying about what somebody else is doing. You can't think that you just assume that that person is happy. You know, you can see somebody walking down the street, think they're the best thing since sliced bread, think they have the, oh, this guy's the greatest shape, he's got the nicest car, he's got the this, that, the other, and you want to be this guy so badly. You're jealous of this guy. You want to be just like this guy. You go, I would give anything to switch places with that guy. And then you realize the reason that he bought that expensive car, the reason why he's wearing those expensive suits and all of that kind of crap is because he just found out he got six months to live. And he's like, listen, I'm going to live my life to the fullest right now because I got six months left. I don't give a shit. I paid off all my bills. I'm going to drive this expensive car. I'm going to wear this expensive suit. And I'm not going to leave anything but pretty pictures on my Facebook page because six months from now, I ain't going to be here. Now, 
I don't mean it to necessarily be something that serious. It could be something less serious. It could be the same guy. He's in perfect health and he's driving a fancy car and wearing fancy suits because when he was a child, he was told every day through thoughts, through actions, verbally, that he was a hunk of shit. And he's doing nothing but buying stuff to make himself feel better, not realizing that if you buy stuff to make yourself feel better, just like when you were a little kid, you get that toy you've been dreaming about. For eight months, you get it on Christmas morning. You play with it, but by the time New Year's Eve comes around, you don't give two shits about that toy you bored with the shit in the first place. And it's the same thing for adults. You buy that expensive car, I drive this expensive car, and people are gonna love me. <laughs> and they do love you for about nine seconds, and then they realize, yeah, you got a nice car, but you're a piece of shit, and they don't like you anymore. And now you got an expensive car and it didn't do a damn thing for you well you know what they didn't like me because my clothes weren't that great and i got a little money i'm gonna buy these fancy clothes you buy the fancy clothes you're looking good you're looking sharp and they start hanging out with you and they realize you're a complete douchebag clothes didn't do anything for you so now you got expensive car you got expensive clothes and what else you got nothing You got a great big gigantic house with 87 rooms and rooms inside of rooms. You got a Starbucks in your bathroom, a McDonald's in your closet, all of that crap. And you got a fucking hanger for the the sixth airplane you just bought because the car wasn't enough. And everybody thinks your house is great. You throw a party and everybody's going, this guy's loaded and great and car's awesome. And his clothes are incredible. He's got 16 Starbucks inside of his bathroom closet and all of that crap. And they show up and they hang out with you and they realize that you're absolutely suck now if you're looking at that guy from the outside what do you see you see the expensive car you see the expensive house you see the airplanes in the backyard you see the spokesmodels pretending to like them and you know inside they're crawling out of their skin because they're touching this piece of shit and what happens you're jealous of this bastard and he's miserable you don't even know he might be looking at you and see you're laughing and joking sitting next to the great S. Anthony Thomas and going, I really wish that I could just hang out with a guy that actually likes me and hang out and just have a great time. Somebody that just wants to hang out with me because they like me. They don't like me because of my car. They don't like me because of my house. They don't like me because of my airplanes that have Starbucks inside the tires of the airplane. They don't like me because of that crap. They like me because of me. That's what I want. And he could be sitting right there next to another person who does a podcast going, Hey, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a podcast segment about a guy who doesn't have as much money as you, but is jealous of you, and vice versa, and all of that crap. Okay, none of that makes sense, but you know what I'm saying. So I made it a point a long time ago, and I told this to my friend. I said I made it a point a long time ago. If I see somebody happy, I'm just going to be happy that they're happy, but I'm not going to sit back and wish I was them and wish I had what they had and really wish I could trade places with them. If I want to have some stuff, I'm just going to work hard and buy the stuff. If I see a Tesla, I can't afford a Tesla now, but if, but if I you know if, if I ever get to the point where I'm buying a Tesla or something like that, I'm not going to buy it because it's going to make me happy. I'm going to buy it because I'm already happy happy and i think it would be cool to have one yeah that's right you gotta fix the stuff that's wrong with your punk ass before you think that you're gonna buy some crap and it's gonna make you happy because it's not 
I've seen people go out with people that were ridiculously attractive thinking, hey, if I get it on with this ridiculously attractive person, it's going to make me happy. And six months later, no matter how attractive or hot and smoking hot and double hot and quadruple hot and infinity hot times 10 times Google times infinity hot, no matter how hot all of that kind of crap the person is, six months later, they're just your boyfriend. They're just your girlfriend. You have now gotten used to whatever they are. That's just the way it is. And I learned that the hard way by dating a, quite a few very, very delicious women that I had lots of sex with. And I know that telling you that I've had sex with really, really attractive women and, and gotten it on with them real good. Really, really, it, it kind of enhances the story. Um, but it wasn't really necessary for me to say, except for the fact that I wanted to know it in front of thousands of people around the world that I've had lots of sex with incredible women. <laughs> That's the truth. But what I wanted to say is, look, man, I know for a fact every time we look at somebody else and we watch them and we think we know how happy they are, you don't even know what kind of happiness it is. If it's the lame ass kind of happiness where they have some crap and they think buying things and owning things and all that, that kind of crap is going to make them happy. And you from the outside look at them thinking they're happy. You don't know whether it's just a show or not. They may actually be envying you. You don't know that. So whatever you got, be happy with that crap. Be happy no matter what if you can. You know, that way when you buy that crap, you're already happy. All that'll do is add a little more to your happiness, right? If you're already happy and then you buy a Tesla or some Mercedes or some crap like that, you're happy plus Mercedes. Yay. Right? You know, if you meet someone who's awesome and sexy and delicious and awesome and incredible, and you want to grab stuff and squeeze stuff and lick stuff and put stuff in stuff or wrap stuff around stuff and squeeze on stuff and jump on stuff, you are happy to begin with. So you're a happy plus delicious person that you want to jump on top of and squeeze and put stuff in and lick stuff off and slurp on stuff and squeeze stuff. You're happy plus that. Yay. But the main thing is, as long as you build it on being fucking happy in the begin with, whatever you put on top of that is going to be in a better place. Right? If you're already happy and somebody does some stupid shit to you, you're going to be mad for a second. And then what are you going to go back to your default? And what is your default in this situation? You're a happy guy. You know, I'm a pretty happy guy. And people have been doing lame ass crap to me lately because they're assholes. But guess what? I'm mad at them for a few minutes and then I go right back to being my normal happy self. Yeah, that's right. You know, I was actually driving back home recently and I'm driving and the person next to me damn near cut me off and almost knocked my car into oncoming traffic. And I wanted to choke that bastard really badly. In fact, I had it on my dash cam and I was tempted to make one of those dash cam videos and label it complete dickhead nearly kills podcasting genius. I just wanted to call myself a genius. Shut up and go along with me, you bastards. And I didn't do that. And I was mad. And I went back and I watched the video. And I remember that the car just. I mean if you watch the video. You're like you would you would watch. Literally you would. If I put that video up on YouTube. You would literally watch that video. And you as a person at home. Watching it on your computer. Or as someone watching it on your phone. Or as someone watching it on the tablet. You as someone who is not me. The one driving the car. You would curse at the people. Because the other person in the car was like. That mother jumping mother effing mother mother. Human mother Q and nepping that mother I, I, I want to kick that mother kick that mother 
I thought they were going to curse, but for some reason they just said unintelligible shit like I just did. I was like, why don't you just curse? I mean, it's, it's appropriate to curse. Why are you just mumbling for no reason? And they said, I actually did curse. You're just changing it for comedic purposes on your podcast. And I went, yeah, that's pretty much pretty much what I'm going to do. Back to what I was saying. So the car cuts me off and I was mad. I was like, man, that rotten man. And then I went right back to my happy self. Why? Because they didn't actually touch my car. They almost touched my car. They didn't push me into the traffic. They almost pushed me into traffic. And because of my cat-like reflexes, when they did that, I began licking myself. Okay, that was a cheap joke, but you get the point. (laughs) I was able to avoid the accident. Uh... And I realized because I was already in a good mood and I was already happy during the course of the day and chose to be happy because I, at this particular time in my life, I have the ability to choose to be that. Um, I just let that thing go. I just let us let it go. I didn't honk my horn. I didn't shake my fist. I literally just went back and finished my conversation. I had to actually calm down my passenger at that point. I went, hey, man, don't worry about it. I said, look, I, was, I saw it coming. I was able to avoid it. We didn't get knocked into the oncoming traffic. They didn't smack the car. We're good. Let's just go about our business. He's like, oh, all right, all right, all right. And then we began, you know, finish, we finished up our conversation. You know? If you, I mean, like I said, in many cases, we can actually choose to be happy. And because fortunately, I'm, I'm starting to learn how to be able to choose to be happy. I choose to be happy. I choose not to allow jackasses to, you know, get under my skin and make me upset. And um, I want that for you, too, because you're my beautiful bastards. And I want you to uh, I want you to be happy, too. OK, so just do me a favor. It would really make me happy if uh, if you also would be happy. OK. Because I want that for you, all right? Okay, segment over. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> all right, I'm going to edit this segment up right now. Now, listen, what I'm going to do, I want you to call some of the boys, all right? I got the license plate of that mother sucker that almost cut us off in traffic. Okay, I, 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 I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it on the podcast about how I did was no big deal that we almost got sideswiped. You understand? So wouldn't so if, if somehow they find the body after we finish this, find this person and finish him off, it would be like they I'll be in court going, but your honor, I don't even know what you're talking about. You can hear on my popular podcast how I just let it float off my chin. I don't even know what the person's um, license plate, even though I filmed the whole thing and I know exactly what the make and model of that car and all of that crap. And I'll just find a way to get the damn license plate because I'm telling you right now. Okay, that was complete horse crap, but I told my bastards. I was pissed off for that punk piece of shit. I now I know. Did you get the address of that bastard? Yeah, I got the address for him. Yeah, I got the address. So well, how you want to do this? You know how I want to do it. Remember the last person that cut me off in traffic, and I, 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 I took me six months to find him, and I found him in Venezuela, and the guy goes, who are you? And I said, you don't remember me? And the guy goes, I don't remember you. And I said, remember six months ago in North Jersey? And the guy goes, uh, vaguely, I said, remember the guy you cut off in traffic? And he says, no, I don't. But then I slapped the shit out of him anyway. And he went, did you just slap the shit out of me for something that happened six months ago? And I said, yeah. And he goes, you're sick. And I said, shut up, punk. And I slapped the shit out of him again and then flew back to the States. Well, this time I'm going to beat this guy's ass. I don't give a shit what I told my... Why is that still blinking? Oh, God. Oh, God. This is actually still recording. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have the ability to uh, to edit that out. Wow, this is not good. Uh, 
I ain't got nothing to do with it. Where you going? Not to jail with you, jackass. Get the y'all, you punk ass. But <laughs> hi, guys. <clears throat> that, of course, was a little uh, comedy sketch I put on uh, at the end of the segment. Sometimes I put little comedy sketches on uh at the end of, of the segments to make the segments better it definitely was not me plotting to viciously beat up someone that cut me off in traffic yesterday because that that's against the law <laughs> you know and then and, and, and you know and especially if you were you plotting it out and you you recorded yourself plotting the vicious beating of someone for cutting you off in traffic you know i mean because the i mean i would never of course do that in real life i mean the fact that you heard me plotting to viciously beat someone up uh, for cutting me off in traffic with an accomplice who is now take who's now, who does not know not to run across the lawn, punk ass. But <laughs> I mean that person doesn't exist. This is this is all part of a comedy sketch that they're putting on at the end of this segment. <laughs> segment over. All right, everybody, I want to talk to you about something interesting here. And this is this is kind of a, an interesting, a, a weird way to get to get to the point of what I'm talking about in this particular uh, <laughs> in this particular segment. I have a feeling that about a minute and a half in, people are going, "I have no idea where you're going with this," but I, I'm I'm going to trust you after all these episodes that you're going to have a point to this because you always have a point, but you also always have this weird way of setting crap up where I go, "I have no idea what the hell you're talking about," and then halfway through you're going. Oh, I see what he's doing there. And there's a payoff and there is one. So deal with it. Now, I want to say this just to make a point. When I uh, when I started when I was a kid, when I was a kid. And I know that when you were a kid, it's the same thing. You had the dream that everybody kind of knew about and they thought that that's what you wanted to do. And you had that thing that you really wanted to do. You know, it was kind of a different thing. You know, everybody thought you wanted to be one thing and you wanted to be something else. And some people, you know, when I see people that actually, you know, become later on what they wanted to be when they were eight, I think that's pretty cool is that you can find what you want that early. And I kind of did find what I wanted to be that early. But there were two things that I had a love for. One of the things I had a love for, obviously, was comedy. And the other thing I had a love for was animals. You know, I watched all the animal shows. I read all the animal books. I had a dog. I, I studied animals. I paid attention to them. But the thing I loved to do the most, the animal thing was a hobby and fun. But the thing I loved to do the most, and I talked about it in an earlier episode, was I loved to tell stories that were funny or interesting to people. You know, when, when I was a kid, I used to always record the television programs um, that were on at the time. And I would rewrite them. And then redo them myself into a recorder or I would find I would if there was a character that wasn't in that particular episode until halfway through or came into the show later on. I would write a whole show of the same length of the episode itself about what that character was doing until they got into the show itself. That was fun for me. You know, my grandfather was a was a you know, was one of those guys that loved old time radio. And he had these cassettes and he would always play these things of old timey radio where there would be, you know, um, you know, people, the people, they would have like the guy with the coconuts making the hoof sounds. And it was a theater of the mind type of situation. And I always found that fascinating. And as I got older, I started to listen to the radio more. And I still always liked the solo host, the radio programs. I always thought that was fascinating and cool. I like that kind of thing. But the thing was, you know, it's, it's easier for people to digest 
a love for animals and becoming a veterinarian. It's easier for them to digest. You you know, if your kid says, I want to be a veterinarian, you're going to go, oh, cool, that's great. Because you know a veterinarian, you've seen veterinarians, it seems like a more realistic job. You have a frame of reference for that. But you, it's hard to tell somebody, I want to tell stories to strangers for a living or I want to write things like that for a living because Hollywood is so detached or what people perceive to be Hollywood is so detached from the real world. And you know that the odds of getting of that happening are pretty slim and the odds of you becoming a veterinarian, although it's a difficult thing to do because it's it's still medical stuff. It's more realistic. You know, it's more brag outable. A brag. I'm sorry, not brag. It's more brag aboutable than anything else. Yes, I coined terms to deal with it. So I guess it was more easy to digest the fact that I loved that and I wanted to be a veterinarian and then think that, that that when I would go up into my room with all my recorders laid out and I would do different sound effects into different recorders vocally and I would do different characters and I would keep layering the, the, the sounds on top of the sounds on top of the sounds until I got a whole radio show onto one cassette and then I'd listen to it a couple of times and then I'd put it away and then I'd do another one. That was fun for me and that's what I really wanted to do. Isn't it interesting that that's what I'm doing now? Yeah, but it's more digestible that I to, to the, the veterinary thing. So I got a my mother got me an internship at the Philadelphia Zoo because that's where I lived, and it was one of the best summers of my life. It was great. I met a lot of different people, you know, from different ethnicities and different religions, and I was able to relate to everybody. I got to see vivisections, that's animal autopsies, and all these other kind of different things, and it was a great experience, man. Even though it wasn't what I wanted to do for a living, and that pretty much cemented it. Uh, that I did not want to do that for a living, but it was still a wonderful experience. Um, it was cool. It was great. And it, and it was a love for animals there. Now, why am I telling you this? Well, like I said, I really wanted to do what I'm doing now for a living and comedy and stuff like that. But there was a deep love for animals that I had even then when I was in my single digits and when I was 12 and 13 and 14, you know, and it's it, it exists now. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I want you to understand how angry I became to make me feel the way I felt and fantasize about doing the things that I wanted to do when I saw certain things that happened in my backyard. Damn it. Now, I don't know if you've ever I don't know what kind of trash cans you have in your backyard, but I do know that I'm not a rich guy. I'm not a, I'm not broke, but I'm not a rich guy. Right. You're not rich. Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. But even if you are, you don't want to waste your money. So you got two trash cans in the backyard. I have two trash cans in the backyard. And one of my things about people is I keep telling people I don't you know, I have a garbage disposal, but I don't want to put stuff in it if I don't have to. You know, just put, you know, if you have stuff, put it in the, put gar stuff that should go in the garbage disposal, bones and all that kind of stuff. Even if it's got a little meat on it, put it in the trash can out back after you wrap it up in plastic and put it in there. And it's great. You know, if you wrap up your food that you want to throw in a trash can in a, in a little plastic bag, like the kind of bags you get from the supermarket, you tie it up real tight and throw it in a trash can in the back. It's great. It doesn't stink that much. You don't get maggots. And then you can tie up the bag or close the bag up. You put it out when it, with the trash or leave it in the can, which is what I do. Leave it in the can and you, you, you put it out front. And you put it away and you never have to deal with it again. No muss, no fuss, no mess, no problems, no maggots, no stinking, no flies, none of that crap. And it was going great. Was going great. Was not is was now my trash cans are hard rubber and the tops are plastic 
And under normal circumstances, it's not a big deal. I didn't want to spend a lot of money on the other cans. You get the metal cans. And if if you bend the metal, the, the, the lid on one of those metal cans, guess what you got? A metal can with no lid on it. Because once that crap's bent, it's a waste of fucking energy. It's a waste of time. You could never bend it back the way it was. Guess what you have? A worthless trash can, damn it. Yeah, that's right. You might as well take that trash can and bring it in the house and use it as a trash can in the house, but it's too big for that crap. So now what do you do with it? Nothing. So I didn't want to get that. I got a rubber trash can lids and rubber trash cans are plastic trash can lids. And as it turns out, I probably should have just did my best with the metal trash can lids because the other night when it was nice and warm outside, unseasonably warm outside, warm enough to make me wonder why when I opened up the window in the dining living room, it stunk in the backyard. I go downstairs and what do I see? My two plastic trash can lids with gaping holes in the top of the two trash cans top of the two trash cans gaping holes did i mention that the two trash cans had gaping holes in them and you know why the two trash cans had gaping holes in them because in one top of one can some punk ass cat had chewed through the freaking lid and right next to him is partner in crime some punk ass squirrel chewed through the top of the other lid and not only did they chew th- i would have been mad enough if they just chewed through the lid went in and ate the garbage and then jumped out i would have still been mad i would have just slapped some duct tape over the holes and waited till the next day to get some new lids or just said screw it and throwing the trash cans away and said it's worth it just to get new trash cans and bite the bullets but the little punk ass bastards both of them one's a damn rotin and one's a damn feline you would figure that these two pieces of crap would be mortal enemies but they were so busy trying to screw over the human and mess up the human's backyard and the human being me they were so busy being messing up my backyard and effing my cans up that they said listen we're supposed to be mortal enemies just based on the type of animal that we are under normal circumstances you would be chasing me the squirrel and the cat looks at the squirrel and goes you know what i would normally kill you and viciously eat you as you shivered in your death throes and ate your guts and shit you out a couple of hours later but as you can see the human has left an abundance of food for both of us yes i still would like to kill you squirrel but i don't have to because uh, i got food uh, right here and even though you do taste good when i rip your entrails out and devour you and throw your carcass away the stuff in here good as you taste squirrel after i viciously kill you you don't taste as good as general so's chicken remnants and whatever kind of salad he didn't finish with with, with meat on top of it so you get to live today and the squirrel says that's okay it's not a problem you know i don't have to do what i normally do which is let you chase me up a tree knowing that you can't handle it knowing that i can lure you onto branches that can't support your weight right and then i jump onto a branch that really can't support your weight you jump on that branch fall to your death and then me and my friends we eat you or at the very least i get to laugh at you as i jump across your dead carcass and other animals eat you but i don't have to do that because there's an abundance of food here and they both said f you human and i said i heard that you bastards and i was mad 
Now, why did I bring up my love of animals in this segment? Because I want to just to show you just how angry I was at that punk ass cat and that punk ass squirrel. I'm the kind of guy that actually will have people in the cars behind me mad because I will slam on my brakes and swerve, not to the point where to damage the other cars, but just enough to annoy them because I don't want to run over a squirrel. I don't want to do that just because I'm a human being and a 2,000 pound piece of metal doesn't mean that I have the right to end this squirrel's life if I can avoid it or to end this cat's life if I can avoid it. I'm not going to do that. I won't do it. I'll actually stop my car and let a cat cross the street when I know the cat's about to run or a squirrel's about to run. That's the kind of guy I am just as background information for you. And keep in mind my love for animals and my internship at the zoo. But at this moment, standing there looking at my lawn covered in General Tso's chicken remnants, salad remnants, and a couple of diapers from a visiting baby, I wanted to take the shovel out of my garage and beat that squirrel's brains in. Yeah, I said it. I had pictures in my mind looking at that squirrel, and I'm telling you right now, but I guarantee you want to know how angry I was. As I was, there was so much steam coming out of both of my ears. I heard one of my relatives upstairs by the open window go, "Oh, my tea's ready," and I went, "That's not the tea. I'm mad at these two pieces shit animals messing up my trash can, bastards." So I'm standing there looking at these two punk ass squirrel and cat, and I wanted to crack that squirrel's freaking head open with a shovel and that punk ass cat i like cats way more than i like squirrels because i've actually had girlfriends that had cats i never had any girlfriends that had squirrels because if i ever walked into a girl's house and said hey i got a pet squirrel i'm going hey you need a new boyfriend you crazy witch and i'd walk out the house because squirrels are scumbags yeah i said it so anyway and I'm looking at the cat. The cat's also digging in my trash can. And I wanted to just drop kick that cat in the middle of traffic. Did I mention how much I love cats? My most popular segment is a whole set. My most popular episode is the thing about how much I love cats. And I do love cats. I love cats and dogs. But I wanted to drop kick that cat into in front of a tractor trailer. Yeah, I said it. You know what else I want to know? Because when that cat jumped out of the trash can when it saw me there... I noticed it was like three or four cats in the trash can. Three or four cats. One squirrel, but a whole bunch of cats. And I never saw cats on the block. I can understand if it's like one feral cat goes by and takes the opportunity. But how the hell did that cat notify other cats when I never saw cats before? And how far away were these cats coming from? I couldn't believe it. First cat jumps out. I'm looking at that cat like you piece of shit. The next cat jumps out. I'm like, what the hell? Well, maybe that's the cat's spouse. I don't know. But then another cat jumps out of the trash can. And this cat had a little beret on. And I'm going, the fuck are you from? And the cat said, France. And I'm going, don't they have trash cans in France? And the cat said, yeah, but they don't have remnants of General Tso's chicken in the trash cans in France. And I said, that, that, that makes sense. I can understand that. But I still want to drop kick your punk ass in the traffic. And I don't understand it. But I was that mad. I was that mad that I wanted to drop kick both that cat and that squirrel into traffic and bust their heads open with sledgehammers. Did I do it? No. I just said shoo, shoo, shoo. Kicked the side of the can and gave him a chance to run away. 
but I was that mad. And I never in my mind actually had a fantasy about busting an animal's head open and drop kicking an animal and punting the punk ass in the traffic. But at that moment, I did. And that's why I told you about how much I loved animals and how much I did that. I just wanted you to know that it took. That's how angry I was when their little punk asses tore up my trash. Bastards. And I don't know what I was thinking right now. Since I think that uh, I don't even know whether or not they, they they got through the trash can lid. I don't think they were actually in my trash can long enough to to eat enough food to make it worth their while because I got to them as they were busting through the trash can, even though there was a bunch of cats in there. And it makes me wonder, you know, seeing as how there was a truce between the cat and the cat's friends and the squirrel. When it got to the point where I got the trash cans and, and I, I, I redid the trash cans, I had to bring them in the house and quadruple bag them and put them someplace else to make sure they didn't stink. And there was no food out there anymore for the for the for the uh, cats and for the squirrel. I'm wondering, do you think those four cats were like, listen, the human being took our food and under normal circumstances, <laughs> we wouldn't kill you, squirrel. But well. We don't have any choice now. I wonder if those four cats killed and ate that squirrel because I took the food away from both of them so they wouldn't after I cleaned up my yard. I wonder if that's happened. I wonder if that happened. And there's a part of me that I hope they fucked that squirrel up good. Yeah, I said it. Because I bet the squirrel started it. Squirrels always instigate stuff like that. You know? See if, see, if you scare a cat off two or three times, a cat will just kind of back off. You know, they're smart enough to just go away, but a squirrel just won't stop. You know, I remember the last time I had to do that in the front of the house, I scared the cat off three times. And then the cat said, this is just not worth it and walked away. But the squirrel, I remember the squirrel was going through my trash can in the front of the house and I had to come out like 25 times and he never actually quit. It's just that the trash person came and took the damn trash and that little punk ass squirrel. In fact, I'm not even, you know what? I hate the squirrel more than I hate the cats because I really like cats. It's kind of hard for me to hate cats. I just get mad at cats. But squirrels, I hate you, you little punk asses, right? In fact, I, I get the feeling that the squirrel instigated that whole thing with his little punk ass. I hope those cats did bust your ass, you little punk. Hope you, I hope you don't have enough nuts for winter. How about that? I hope you got, I hope you got like two peanuts. And then when you come out, when it's time for the squirrels to come out, I want you to come out and all the other squirrels will nice and full and plump and looking healthy. And you come out looking all day. They see your little squirrel ribs and they're going, what the hell happened to you? And then I want that squirrel to be like, I couldn't get any nuts for the winter. And they're going to go, well, you, you, you always did that, man. You always spend so much time messing with people's trash cans while the rest of us are out there hard working and collecting nuts to tide us through the winter. You always were one of those get quick get rich quick squirrels you never wanted to do the hard work of being a squirrel uh, maybe next time it'll teach you that you need to leave people's trash cans alone and just go get the nuts that you need for the winter you piece of crap that's right i said it 
I hope that's what happens. I hope somewhere when it's time for when it's really deep in the winter and it's nice and cold outside, that little punk has to take out a little scale and divide the two peanuts he has left and try to find a way to make them stretch for the winter. Yeah, that's right. And I hope when he comes out, he climbs up a tree and a bird shits on him. Okay, this is going a little too far with the anger towards the squirrel. But you know what I'm saying. Come on. I mean, I know that sounds weird. I know it sounds weird what I'm saying. I know I'm, I'm anthropomorphizing a little bit too much, but so what? Yeah, I'm the one that had to walk out there with the rake and have to rake up the general soul's chicken remnants out of my damn lawn. That's right. You didn't have to do it. I had to do it. So if I have to fantasize about a squirrel having to pay the consequences of digging in my trash can, damn it, then the squirrel's just gonna, it's just what it's going to be. Okay, this uh, segment's a little weird, isn't it? Yeah, well, all my segments are weird. But tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. Even if you love animals, even if you're, and I know um, I have some Twitter followers. A lot of my Twitter followers are animal rights people and um, and some of my ex-girlfriends are vegan and all that kind of crap. And, they, and some of them didn't stop, stop eating animals strictly for health reasons. They stopped eating animals because they didn't want to eat animals. But I remember one of you, and I'm not going to say which one it is. I remember one of you, one of you that was like, I love kissing you, but I just wish you wouldn't eat meat. Is there any way you could not eat meat before we did it? You know, it was a one girl that, you know, I, I didn't eat a lot of meat at the time anyway, but like she would want me to not eat meat right before I, I, I uh, jammed my tongue down her throat. And because I enjoyed jamming my tongue down her throat and banging her. I made it a point to make sure that if I just like when you go to you know go to a blood test and you kind of uh, have to fast for 12 hours so they can get a good reading on your blood levels and all of that crap. I made it a point to, for 12 hours before I got it on with her not to eat meat um, out of respect. But even her who didn't want to eat meat for health reasons and didn't want to eat meat because she thought it was wrong to kill another animal when we have alternatives. She came back to her apartment one time and saw a cat digging in her trash, knocked the trash can over, and she said, get out of here. And the cat looked at her like, F you, bitch. And she looked, she looked, she literally said, <laughs> she literally said to me, that cat looked at me like, fuck you, bitch. And I said, I think that's pretty much what the cat just said. And it knocked her trash can all over the place, and she was a very neat person. And the cat, she ran towards the trash can, and the cat ran away. She, who doesn't want to harm animals, don't want to hit animals, don't want to eat animals, picked up a trash can lid and hummed that thing at that cat. The only thing missing was kung fu movie music because she had damn near bust that cat in the head. She met the cat. It grazed the cat. The cat weaved to the left and got hit on the butt and then jumped through the fence and left. And she was cursing up a storm after that cat and you and just cursing her brains out. And then she caught herself. She turned around and she caught me looking at her after she gave me a lecture about how I shouldn't eat meat before I jammed my tongue down her throat. And I didn't make fun of her for it. I didn't make fun of her for it. I didn't tease her or give her a hard time because it was mainly because I hadn't had meat for the previous 12 hours and I was planning on banging her, which I, of course, did. <laughs> so even her, Miss Animal Lover, even she wanted to bust a cat's head open for busting, for messing up her trash can. So I don't feel bad now, now that I think about it. 
because even though I wanted to crack the cat's head open, I, me, I actually just got my rake and cleaned up after it after I shooed the cat away. I didn't actually throw anything at the cat like Miss Healthnut did. And you know who you are, hon. <laughs> and I know you I know you listen to the podcast and you know who I'm talking about you. And I guarantee you, I haven't seen you in a few months, but I know right now, wherever you're listening, you are laughing your ass off because I didn't make fun of you then. But I'm making fun of you now with your permission. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying, folks. So. Cats, squirrels, do what you want to other people's backyards, but. Leave mine alone, please, because I'm an animal lover. <laughs> Segment over. All right, folks, let me let me let me let me tell you about something here. Now, last week's episode, which you made very, very popular, and I thank you for that. It, it was it was, you know, it was called, you know, it was basically saying me saying that there are certain things that you may think make you an a-hole that do not, in fact, make you an a-hole. But I'm telling you right now, there are certain things that you do do that do, in fact, make you an a-hole. Not necessarily you, because you listen to me on a weekly basis, which means you have nothing but intelligence and good taste. <laughs> I don't mind sucking up to my beautiful bastards. But back to the story. So I was thinking about it. I saw a guy today, uh, a rich guy parking someplace that he knew he wasn't going to park. I mean, not, not that he wasn't going to park, that he shouldn't park. And I talked about it in an earlier podcast where I had a friend that got a development deal. And he did the math in his head and he realized he didn't want a valet park because he was an impatient guy by nature. He did not want to wait for the valet parking. And I think that the difference, I forgot what it was, but I think whatever the, dif the difference was between a parking ticket and valet parking was negligible. And he wanted to park across the street so he could see his new vehicle. He can look at it through the window. And if he got a ticket and he would he, he wouldn't give a crap and he, he did get a ticket, by the way, he didn't give a crap. He just he just it would have cost me thirty dollars of valet parking and I'd have to wait in line behind 50 other people with some jackass sitting in my car or I can park where I'm not supposed to park, get a thirty five dollar ticket, write the check the next day and get my own car, walk across the street to my car. I don't have a problem with that. And he didn't mind it. Now, I say that because he had a lot of money at the time and he didn't he didn't want the parking ticket. I mean, he didn't care about the parking ticket. It was no big deal to him. But I want to talk about the kind of thing that does, in fact, make a person an a-hole. I'm doing a gig in a small town and maybe I think central Pennsylvania years ago. And I we, we pull up and I'm about and I see the club where we're going to play. And I know that it's packed. So we were having a good ride all the way up to the place. We knew it was going to be a great show. We knew it was going to be fun. We knew we wanted to be there. We knew it, we just it just felt like it was going to be a great weekend. Right. So I'm pulling up to the place and I just want to find a parking space by the club. I know when I get to the hotel, I'm going to have a place. But for some reason, I forgot why I got there later than I would like to get there. And I didn't want to go to the hotel and, and do all the kind of crap and then, and, and then uh, show up late for the show. I do not show up late for shows. I won't show up late for shows. So I see this parking spot and it's very obvious I'm going to take this parking space. There were other people that were behind me that whipped around that I know were looking for parking spaces, but they conceded this car is getting the parking space. I have to now pursue another parking space. But one chump did some kind of, you know, kung fu move with his car and it zipped across, cut across people. Damn, they ran over nine people, did three backflips with his car and whipped right into the parking space. 
just to make sure I couldn't get it. And he was an a-hole about it. You know, he's parking, he's laughing while he's parking. <laughs> right. And he tried, and he, he was basically laughing at me and the, my passenger, but he was trying not to look directly at us because he didn't know if, if I was some kind of nutcase who would get out and whip his ass or not. But he did, he was, it was obvious he was mocking us when we, we, when he took the spot because he didn't, he, I mean, he went through extraordinary measures to get that spot. You know, he could have killed like 80 people just trying to get that spot for me. So he said, ha, 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 ha. And I remembered the car, okay? So I go to the club, and as it turns out, it really wasn't a big deal but be- because the club actually put some uh, those cones up and, and had, like, my name on the um, on the parking spot. It was, I mean, it was in cardboard, but, I mean, you know, so they saved the spot for me, so it wasn't that big of a deal, right? So we do the show, and I find out, because this is my first time being at this place, that that location is notorious for giving tickets to people i mean they ticket the crap out of you i mean if they think that it's going to be close to when it's time for you to get a ticket the ticket persons will just kind of drive around the block even if if it's just so they can be there the second that it goes off the second that that meter says they're there right there they don't miss a trick and that means that if you're not back exactly at the time you're getting it and if they start writing the ticket you're still getting it too bad punk but what else I found out was that you have to get it. Once they give the ticket, you better move your car because if that person comes back around again and your car is still there, you're going to get another ticket. And if they come back again and you had two tickets and you haven't moved your car yet, guess what? You're going to get another ticket and another ticket. Now, I was doing a club. We played the club. Great show. Late night. The place, there are places around that are still open. So we come out of the place. I pull my car out. And now a lot of the cars are gone because everybody's kind of going back home or going where they're going to go. And we're going to go as comics, the performers. We're going to go to this coffee shop, one of those little cute little coffee shop places. And I pull up and I see my spot. And as it turns out, the coffee spot was right across the street. I didn't notice it because I was too busy being mad at the asshole who took my spot that I wanted. Okay? I look across the street and I see the guy's car and I see his windshield. And I had just learned inside the club what I just told you. If you get a ticket and they come back around again, they'll give you another one. They come back around, they'll give you another one. They come back around and give you another ticket. And I walked halfway across the street and looked at the guy's car and under the passenger side windshield wiper blade was one, two, three, four tickets. Four tickets. I asked, how much are the tickets around here for, for parking? Uh, they give you us about $30. So he has $120 worth of tickets under that thing. And this was not a car. This was not a this was not a, 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 a Mercedes or some Bugatti or some crap like that. This was just like a regular, regular Joe's car. You know, this is like a regular Joe's car. You know, he had, he had a couple of dents in the car, you know, big enough where even if you don't want to spend the money to fix it, maybe you should. And he had $120 in tickets on his car and i loved every second of it oh yeah i almost rubbed the nipples on my chest and i know you're going well nipples are on your chest well i have a couple of them on my elbows but that's that's a thing that's different this is a genetic thing don't judge me okay i do not have nipples on my on my elbows i have nipples on my elbows but i don't want them to know that why did you not mute the mic when i told you that back to the story 
And there was a part of me that wanted to walk into that coffee shop and buy one of those expensive double mocha chocolate mocha chocolate mocha double mocha double quadruple quadruple double mocha chocolate chocolate locals and one of those stupid ass twenty seven dollar sandwiches with exotic meats and sauces and all of that crap that had a, they they make a croissant out of it and then they put it in the oven and they heat it up and you're going I can't believe I spent twenty seven dollars on this sandwich and then you eat the sandwich and you're going this sandwich was definitely worth twenty seven dollars and you sit there and you I wanted to just buy the double mocha laka choka mocha laka chaka maka maka chaka waka waka and sit there with the thirty dollar sandwich and sit there and just stare at the car and wait for him so I can see his punk ass face when he comes back out and that and I but it was just it's, it was too petty for me back I mean even even back then as far back as it was I was a young man and even back then I wasn't petty enough you know to do something like that I mean come on man so I'm sitting there with my double loca maca choca mocha laka laka chaka and my $27 million sandwich and I'm eating it slow and I'm enjoying it. I'm going, this sandwich is definitely worth the $80 billion. I paid for it and so is this double quadruple mocha laka chaka laka laka and I'm watching him and I see a guy that looks like the douchebag that cuts me off in traffic to get the damn parking spot and he's laughing ha ha he doesn't recognize me because he couldn't really see me but i recognize him and he walks to the car and he's he's you know, he's talking to somebody and he's, he's obviously just setting up to meet someplace else and this jackass gets about to get in his car and he sees he sees the four tickets oh yeah Oh, yeah, he sees the four tickets and I'm sitting there and I see the anguish and anger and the torture on his face and how upset he is. And he kicks his own ties and hurts his foot. And then as he goes down to wipe his foot, he hits his face on the side of his own car. So not only does he have one hundred and twenty dollars a ticket, he had probably has a sprained toe and his forehead's going to be swollen tomorrow. And he's still got to pay the ticket. And I'm sitting there drinking my mocha laka choka maka maka choka laka laka and my nine known decillion dollar sandwich with, that's made out of croissants with exotic meats and all of that crap and I'm watching him and he looks back at me and I just wait I just get, salute him with my cup and he doesn't know why I'm saluting him with my cup he's confused and he just gets in his car and drives away and I'm sitting there going I love every second of it you know what as good as that mocha laka chaka mocha laka 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 saka sandwich and that 57 quadrillion dollar croissant sandwich with the exotic meats and wacky spices tasted it tasted about 900 billion percent better because i was gonna go back in and buy one of those 47 dollar donuts but as it turns out my dessert was watching this piece of shit realized that he cut me off and got $120 worth of tickets a bruised forehead a sprained toe and I hope the woman that he was talking to decides not to blow him later on because I know that's what he wanted <laughs> I just wanted to tell you that story because I was thinking about that today when I saw that guy parking that spot it reminded me of my friend parking in that spot but my friend did not steal the spot from somebody else he just stayed in at 17 minutes too long got a 35 dollar ticket but couldn't care less because he had a truckload of money from his development deal and i'm sure whoever drove that s class that got that ticket earlier today couldn't give a shit about his 31 dollar ticket that he got what difference does it make he didn't have to walk around the corner but let's talk about what's important don't you love it when somebody does some piece of crap stuff and not only do they get 
tortured and punished by their bad action, but you get to sit down and drink a large mocha laka chaka laka maka waka waka chaka laka drink and a fourteen over the cillion dollar croissant sandwich with exotic meat and sauce and crap, and you get to watch them bust their toe and crack their head and drive off and hopefully not get laid. Oh, it's a it was the best. So I want you to think about this little mini segment and I want you to enjoy it as much as I enjoyed it because that bastard got what he deserved and I loved every second of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> segment over. Well, folks, this has been episode number 194 of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast starring yours truly, Yes, Anthony Thomas. And I want to thank you guys once again for uh, for listening and for bringing back fresh, brand new, beautiful bastards to be part of the beautiful bastard family. And I want to thank you guys for all the support and all of the kind words and all of that kind of stuff. I really do appreciate it. And uh, and uh, some of you have been DMing me some wonderful things and some great compliments, and I appreciate that. I uh, really, really do. Uh, if you're listening to this, it doesn't matter where in the world you're listening to it. If you're listening to this, if you hear this voice, if you hear me right now, if you're on Twitter, do what you need to do. Follow me. And my Twitter handle is at S. Anthony Thomas. But I also need you to follow the show's Twitter handle, which is, of, which of course, is at S. Anthony Says. Follow them both at S. Anthony Thomas and also follow at S. Anthony Says. Let me know you're following and I'll follow back, my friends. And uh, once again, man, I just want to say to to all my uh, beautiful basses all around the world, um, I appreciate you. I really appreciate you giving me this time every week. I I really appreciate it. Um, I want to let you know that um, you're weird because you're listening to me and I'm weirder than you. Don't think you're not weird. You're weird. Don't, Don't make no mistake. You're weird. I just happen to be weirder than you. But I also think you're pretty damn cool. I will talk to you next week. You beautiful, beautiful bastards. S. Anthony out time.